The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Hey, welcome to the show. Happy holiday season. I hope all of you are enjoying the season and remembering the spirit of giving and giving back, which is what it's all about. And may I tell you, the organization I'll be talking about today is really near and dear to my heart, as you'll find out in a little bit. I love this organization. I've loved them for years. I've been supportive for years. And today, I sponsor 14 children throughout Africa and one in India, uh, one in the in Honduras, in total 14. And it is the most rewarding thing to think you're helping a child. It really is. It, it is just wonderful. And you know how I'm living with epilepsy. There are also many children living with disabilities. One of the things that is wonderful is you can actually give a donation for a wheelchair. You know, in other developing countries without a chair, many of these children are literally dragging themselves because they don't have access to any equipment to help them. So this holiday season and this time of giving, I can't think of any better organization to have on the show, and I must have one special shout-out to Yoshiko Dart, who I know cares about children throughout the world. So welcome to the show today. We have as our guest Steve Quant, Director of Broadcast Acquisition for World Vision. Welcome to the show, Steve. Thank you, Joyce. It's nice to be here. Well, Steve, will you begin telling our listeners uh, throughout the United States, what World Vision is and what you do for World Vision. You bet. World Vision is a Christian-based um, relief and development organization. We're really sort of two-sided. Uh, most people know us for what you were talking about earlier, about child sponsorship. This is where an individual connects with one child living in poverty around the world somewhere. And uh, for about a dollar a day, you change their life. We'll get a lot more into that. Um, and the other side of our work is relief work when natural disasters happen uh, around the world or here in the United States. World Vision is there. We're frequently you see us on CNN right away, um, you know, helping. We work in around 99 countries, uh, not around. We work in exactly 99 countries around the world, and so we have staff in all these areas. I think back to 2001 when the when the tsunami hit in Indonesia and affected so many countries. We were in uh, all 11 of the countries that were, were most severely needed working already. So we were able to shift our work temporarily from the sponsorship work that we do to this much-needed relief work. Um, we are uh, most recently in, in the New Jersey area helping with Sandy and, of course, here at home 
uh, Katrina and, uh, oh gosh, I've gone blank on the other one that happened right after Katrina down in Texas. But World Vision is there uh, during those uh, times as well. So child sponsorship and relief is what World Vision does. We've been around for about 65 years, um, started very humbly. I can tell you that story if you'd like. Um, but that's kind of an overview. And what I do here is I work um, with radio and television stations just to get out the word, to talk about World Vision and to uh, to hopefully get people uh, excited about our work and involved, uh, just like you are, Joyce. Sounds like you are very involved. Yes, well, I think it's so important what you're doing. I think this is such a great organization. And you know what? I know our listeners would like to hear that story of how this got started. Yeah, it's a great story. Our founder was a guy by the name of Dr. Bob Pierce. And uh, Dr. Bob was an evangelist and a filmmaker, kind of a weird combination. But he would, uh, and this was in the 40s and 50s. And he was, uh, right after the Korean War, he was in uh, China, walking through the, the streets, which were pretty ravaged as well, and found a child. He'd had a, um, uh, a uh, revival the night before, kind of an old-fashioned tent revival, like you think of in the early days of Billy Graham and those kind of guys. In fact, they were contemporaries. They knew each other. And um, uh, he had had a revival in this city and uh, had found on the streets this young girl who was badly beaten. And uh, the story goes that she was badly beaten by her family and kicked out of her house because she had gone to hear Dr. Bob uh, speak the night before. And uh, so Dr. Bob found her on the street, sort of wrapped, not swaddled so much because she was an older child, um, but but wrapped in kind of a blanket. And uh, he picked her up and discovered that he was in front of a orphanage. And he he picked this girl up and he knocked on the door and uh, um, a, a small uh, a Chinese sister opened the door and he kind of unceremoniously shoved this broken child into the sister's arms and said, "This is an outrage. What are you going to do about it?" And uh, you know, callous American, you know, not not maybe as sensitive as he could have been there. And uh, she very, very gently and very politely put this broken child back in Dr. Bob's arms, explaining that she was already sharing her one rice bowl with six other children and asked him, what are you going to do about it? And this broke his heart uh, because he realized that he had been a bit of a jerk and a bit rough, you know, demanding that somebody else does this. And her response was quite simply, you know, I'm doing more than what I can do what are you going to do and his response to her was that he had he had five dollars in his pocket and he gave her the five dollars and said when i get home to portland oregon which is where he was living at the time i'll send you some more money and child sponsorship was born uh, out of that kind act and then the story continues that dr bob had a kind of an account we would call it an accountability group now probably a group of guys that he would get together with regularly and he was telling this story to them and they all said well that sounds good i've got you know some money can can i send some money too and uh and that literally was the beginning of world vision child sponsorship about 65 years ago and today there are over three million children around the world in the program 
and uh, millions who have who have gone through the program already that have graduated already because you know, we've been doing it for so long. So it's a fantastic program. Um, it's it's real, and the only reason I say that, well, you know it, Joyce, because you sponsor so many kids, and thank you, thank you, thank you. I'd say it 14 times uh, for that. That's amazing. Uh, what a heart you have. Um, it's funny because when I talk to Americans, when I'm on an airplane or at a party or something, the number one question I get from Americans, of course, we're a bit of a cynical group, I think, right? Um, they say, are the children real? I knew you were going to say that. Are the children because real? Because people have said this to me. Yep. Is this is this a scam? Yep. Well, you know, and you've got to be careful. And uh, I say, yes, I've been to the field, but here's the Here's the twister, Joyce. When I go to the field and I spend, you know, about a third, a third to a quarter of the year in the field with the kids, uh, guess what the number one question they have is? What? Turn it on its ear. They say, are the Americans real? They can't believe that somebody named Joyce Bender in America or somebody named Steve Quant or fill in your name here that they've never met, that they perhaps will never meet, cares enough about them to send them support every month and writes them letters. They just can't believe it. And so I think that's funny. They're, now, they're less cynical, but they just are. When Americans ask, are the kids real? Is this a scam? That's kind of from a place of, of cynicism, I think. Theirs is just from a place of amazement. They just mm-hmm. can't believe that somebody in America loves them. You know, I am not surprised hearing you say either thing. I have to go through the whole explanation. They are real. As a matter of fact, I receive letters from them. And it's when I tell people, and by the way, you can go visit them, that they'll look at me and say, oh, like, okay, now I believe it. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, I receive letters from all these children throughout the world, whether it's from, you know, Uganda or India or the Congo, and World Vision, they keep you so up-to-date, you know, with how everything's going and about the projects they're working with. Just the other day I received a note saying, I'm sure you're aware of all the problems in the Congo and the fighting going on, and, and your child is safe, and if there would ever be a problem, we would get back in touch with you. But, I mean, really, yes, it's real. Yes, I receive all these letters and drawings. <laughs> and, and you're right. You, uh, can't, you can't imagine how wonderful it is. Yeah. And I'm going to challenge you if you're listening right now, as you'll be hearing me say on a subsequent show, you buy three Starbucks. <laughs> or in a week, if you buy five Starbucks, surely you can make a contribution to World Vision. Think of all the things you spend money on every day. Uh, you know, really, going to the grocery store and spending what? Sometimes two, three hundred dollars, um, or a bottle of wine that, you know, is expensive. Surely, you can consider $35 a month. And with that, we're going to go to break. If you just joined us, we are talking today to World Vision. And we're talking to Steve Quant. We'll be right back to tell you more about World Vision and how you can get involved and give back. This 
is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to A Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to the Hoffman Connection for inspiration, a life of passion and purpose. Hosts Raz and Grossi and Ed McLoon will bring you ways to remove the blocks in your life that are holding you back. Along with their guest experts, Raz and Ed will use their experience and expertise to help you learn to get closer to what matters to you most. And by doing so, improve your life and the lives of others. The Hoffman Connection can be heard live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back to the show. This holiday season, it is all about giving. And as a matter of fact... Show next week. I've never done this in all these years that I've been on the air. Um, I'm doing the show. I never do that. And I pro- I'm sure I won't do it again for another year. But do you know why I did it? It's about giving. It's about giving back because I, I get just sometimes so frustrated with hearing people talk about what they want and what they need to give for their children. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. One of the things that impacted me to do this is world vision. Because when I receive these letters from these children who I maybe have sent just stickers to, they are like as if I gave them a million dollars. I mean, that always is amazing to me. I'm thinking about all the money spent by, you know, young people on iTunes. Here's what's worse when you spend a lot of money and, you know, the teenager takes it for granted and as i said when i got i've been getting these letters for years and i thought you know what i'm going to have a show just talking about paying it forward because as you all know i'm living with epilepsy and a hearing loss and the company i founded uh provides employment to people with disabilities or we partner with 
other corporations or the federal government because we're a for-profit company because I don't want pity. We want paychecks. So I'm a a living miracle. Mm. I survived an accident as a result of a seizure in a movie theater. I, I had a seizure in a movie theater, and I hit the floor so hard, I fractured my skull had an intracranial brain hemorrhage, broke the bones in my right ear, and had life-saving brain surgery. So, you know, I am one of these people I really believe in giving back. So with that, I just want to mention uh, my website. Steve, you want to explain why you want me to talk about my website? Well, your website's just cool anyway, but on your website we have a banner that would allow you and any listener, well, Joyce, you're doing enough. You don't have to do this. But your listeners can certainly go there. We would encourage you to go there. And we have a banner there with a cute little kid on it. And you can start a relationship with your World Vision child uh, today through uh, the Disabilities Matters uh, website. So please go there. Uh, look at the children. Uh, search your heart. It's about a buck a day. And I have a Joyce challenged you earlier in the earlier segment uh, to to put down Starbucks. Poor Starbucks gets beat up pretty bad. Um, But I defy you to find a better way to spend a dollar a day. And I've not had anyone been able to to tell me a better way than to change a child's life forever. Um, So please uh, go to that website. What is the website? It is voiceamerica.com, and then you look for the www.benderconsult.com is my website, oh, or, or uh, Voice America is on voiceamerica.com. Wonderful. And the banners are on both. And uh, please uh, start a relationship today. Here's the other thing, Joyce, and you know this so well. When people sponsor a child, I think the natural thing for an American is to say, oh, good, I helped someone else. You know, kind of, they kind of wipe their hands, and, oh, that's good, that's done now. I've done my good deed. The cool thing about child sponsorship, and this is kind of a sneaky deal that sneaks up on you, is that the child actually will change your life. You know, these letters that you get, I'm sure, have have continued to change your life. Um, It's easy for us to think that we are the ones doing something good for someone else, and you are, but their letters back will be such a blessing to you such an insight from children living in poverty um, that it really it does change two lives, yours and theirs. Oh, he, let me tell you what. Here I am, you know, I'm speaking across the country, I, you know, CEO of this company, but I can tell you, and I'm not kidding, one of my very favorite things is to sit down and write a letter to one of my children. You get the, you know, every time I do that, I can't help it. I'm thinking about this child, getting this letter. As I said, if not a bookmark marker, I send, um, you know, like stickers, Superman or whatever it is. And, and And you know what? How about when I got a picture back of this child holding a piece of paper with that sticker on it? There you go. But I get these letters of, dear sponsor, um, or, or dear, you know, Miss Bender, I am so thrilled to hear from you. How is your family? Yeah. How is everyone? Um, your kindness sending me this. And, <clears throat> excuse me, if the child 
he's you know too young to write <clears throat> a translator will write for them that's right from their mother or father mhm yes from yep. their mother or father and you'll get a scribble though probably from them they'll they'll do a little coloring on it for you or something Yep, that's right. That is exactly right. So um, you were recently in India. Do you want to talk about that? Sure. Yeah, we were in uh, India last week, as a matter of fact, uh, in the slums of uh, Delhi and New Delhi. Uh, There are two cities, and they're right together, uh, Delhi and New Delhi. And uh, India is an interesting country, and and I I believe you've got a sponsor (laughs) child there too, Joyce. Um, it's a it's a first world country in a lot of ways. You hear you know the the call centers and and all the business that's there, but in many 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 ways, it's still a third world country too. It's it's so there's a real collision of cultures there, plus the the caste system in India that's been around for so many uh, generations and generations and generations is still alive today. Even our World Vision translators, people on our staff, said, oh yeah, we know what caste we're in. And I was shocked. These are college graduates, fluent in English, and, and in fact, one of the one of the people we were in was was quadlingual. He spoke uh, uh, Hindi, English, French, and German. And, you know, bright, bright kids. Well, I call them kids, and um, and yet he knew what his caste was. And I thought, I, and we talked about that. I said, well, that is such a foreign concept to Americans. You know, we like to think we're all sort of the same. I mean, we aren't, but. Um, we don't classify ourselves like they do. So it's a fascinating country, but the poverty there remains staggering. And, uh, and even though there's some Fortune 500 country, companies there, um, you look behind the building uh, and you'll find a slum, and those children are living on, uh, you know, far less than a dollar a day. Wow. You were talking Isn't about that, Oh, I mean, think about that. I, I mean, I know, I told you, a lot of children do not have access to um, uh, wheelchairs yeah. or many things. So, You know, two-thirds of the world, this is, this is a different kind of disability. Um, two-thirds of the, think about your house right now and everyone that's listening. How many places in your house could you go to to get fresh water if you needed to? Clearly the sink, so you've probably got two or three sinks. But what else? Let's think about what else. Well, probably outside you've got some places you hook up your hose in the summer, so there's some more spigots. Let's, let's keep thinking. Does your, does your refrigerator have an ice maker? There's another source of clean water. Uh, your bathtub has got clean water. And the one that nobody thinks about, but in the back of your toilet, there's another source for clean water right there. In most Americans' homes, there's 10 to 20 sources for clean, drinkable water. Not that we'd, you know, dip water out of the back of our toilets, but if we had to, we could. Two-thirds of the world, Joyce, two-thirds of the world don't have drinkable, clean water. And children die every day because of... um, preventable child waterborne diseases. In fact, the number is staggering. Can I lay it on you? It, it's 20,000 children a day die of preventable waterborne diseases. 20,000. Oh, oh, that is terrible. And that number kind of is almost too big to think about. It's like, oh, that's, I can't really get my head around that. Think about it this way. What if you turned on the nightly news tonight? 
and the 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 the, the clean looking anchor there said twenty jumbo jets filled with children crashed into the into the earth today simultaneously twenty jumbo jets that's twenty thousand kids and by the way twenty jumbo jets were the kids plowed into the earth the, yesterday and will tomorrow and will the next day and Joyce these are preventable diseases we're not talking about um, you know, a disease or, or, or things that, that, that just happen to people. These are waterborne uh, diseases. Most of them, again, not exactly uh, uh, dinner talk here, but it's, it's not dinner time, uh, are uh, diarrhea-related. You know, kids, kids in the third world can get diarrhea and die from it, whereas here, uh, you know, we've got all kinds of medicine. And, but the reality is in the field, about a nickel's worth of salt Sodium will 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 stop that, but if you don't have the sodium, you can die. So it's a staggering, staggering statistic. And um, the good news is, so the, the, that's a bummer and a downer. The good news is, World Vision is turning that number around. When I first started doing this, the number was twenty-two thousand a day, and the number now is closer to nineteen thousand. That's still nineteen thousand children who shouldn't die today or tomorrow, or the day after that, but it's 3,000 less in just about eight years. World Vision is make, and other organizations are making um, great strides, but the job's not done yet. Well, you know, one of the things, I, that is for sure, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk about is in some countries, such as Africa, AIDS is absolutely terrible. Um, and, you know, I know you can specifically sponsor a child in one of the uh, hope countries. Um, but I wonder if you could talk about that sure. you know, and what World Vision is doing to try to make a difference. Sure. HIV and AIDS has uh, uh, devastated uh, generations in Africa, in sub-Saharan Africa, which is sort of the central part of Africa. Uh, there's, there's a, they call it the AIDS Highway. And it literally is a highway that runs from South Africa all the way up into uh, up into the, the northern part of the country. And AIDS has been transmitted by these truckers that go up and down there for 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 a long time. And when you go into villages along the AIDS highway, you find very old people and you find very young people, but you don't find anybody in their 30s or 40s. Um, th- those generations are just gone. Uh, they're they're wiped out. Um, the the good news on HIV and AIDS in Africa specifically is that World Vision and other organizations have really turned it around. the uh, The death numbers for uh, HIV and AIDS is actually uh, decreasing now in Africa. It's a great story and one that hasn't been told much in the American press yet. But um, it's turning around. People have figured it out. Now, we lost 20 years of people, 20 years' worth of people. There's the whole country. 20 years. It's amazing. It's amazing. You go to these villages and you see grandpas and grandmas and and, uh, kids. And that's where's where's people our age. Where's our – they're all buried. Um, it, it, It just cut a swath through Central Africa, but the good news is that those, with uh, 
with the lower pharmaceuticals and uh, the, the, the AIDS cocktails that are now available. Um, people can live with it, and they're also preventing it and, uh, and understand now how it's spread. And, uh, and so there, there really is a story of hope there that things are, are happening. You know, there's a country on, um, on the face of this earth where AIDS is at a kind of an epidemic level in a heterosexual community, um, and it's the United States of America. Um, and again, under-published, under-reported, but uh, kids today are, are uh, you know, I remember when I was a teenager, and, and it was kind of pre-AIDS, but I remember that period, and everybody was really, really careful uh, about, uh, about fooling around. And, but kids today feel like they're bulletproof, and actually the, the incidence of uh, HIV and AIDS in America is on the rise, and it's something we should all, all be aware of and, 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 and afraid of. You know, we need to, we need to uh, stop assuming everybody knows what's going on. I know. You know what? It's amazing that people do not know that. Uh, for example, I was talking to someone who works for a very large pharmacy that said, in addition to what you just talked about, um, men who are, you know, having an extramarital affair are bringing AIDS back to their house. Yep. Because there was some survey about the number of women, older women. Yeah, unknowingly. Mm-hmm. And because they, everybody mm-hmm. thinks they're bulletproof. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, I, I mean, it's terrible. It really yeah. is. And uh, well, you know what? I think people would be shocked to know that you, World Vision, do work right here in the United States. Can you talk about that? Uh, because when I told someone this, oh, yeah, but, you know, because of hunger and poverty, they said, what? That's impossible. But <laughs> um, how about if you talk about that, Steve? You bet. Um, the The... And that's one of our number one criticisms, too, is that, uh, hey, how come you help kids over there when our kids need help right here? And uh, that is true. We have, uh, you know, depending on what scale you use, one in four children in America live in poverty. Now, our definition of poverty is perhaps a little different than those in in developing countries. But um, World Vision is very busy in uh, not only with the relief work that we were talking about earlier when disasters happen, but uh, we have warehouses around the country that um, help, like uh, um, teachers and, and, and people in schools. You know, if teacher isn't that great a paying job anyway, right? And frequently teachers in our country pay out of their own pocket to help children with paper and pencils and rulers and backpacks and things like that. We have a wonderful program called School Tools where um, companies – um, be that crayons or rulers or paper or pens have an overrun or perhaps the um, the line on the paper didn't quite line up right or it got cut just a little bit wrong, but it's still totally usable. They'll, they give us those products, and we're able to give those away to teachers around the country at these storehouses. And I've heard many, many stories uh, about these teachers who just it's just a godsend for them to have these free supplies available. These are first-class things. I mean, they may have, you know, the, the, the pen may, the, the, the color blue may be one little whatever off because of whatever, but these are all quality products, and the kids don't notice and don't, don't care because they're, they're, they're free. 
We also have uh, the same sort of situation with um, building supplies all across the country. If you're a windows manufacturer or a door manufacturer and you have an overrun or you didn't sell as many of a model that you thought you did and your storehouse is full of uh, product, they end up giving uh, those things to us, and uh, we are able to give them to people who can't afford to maybe have uh, window uh, weatherproof windows or weatherproof door on their home. Um, and, uh, again, people living in, in poverty here in America are helped that way as well. Uh, yeah, it, it, is a, it is sort of like what you just said about the aid situation in that people just aren't aware. And yeah. I want to tell you something that also bothers me. You know, Steve told you this, if 20 jumbo jets crashed and then you found out those were all children, how, first of all, all the airlines would be shut down. <laughs> yeah. You know that. Yeah. There would be mass hysteria. Yet, you can tell this story to people, and it's as if, I don't know, oh, really, okay, that's something. I mean, I hope if you're listening to this show, you're as devastated as I am hearing that, because sometimes we're so preoccupied with what we have going on that we don't even realize what that means. We mm -hmm. don't get it. So I hope you get it, and I hope you tell other people so they too will be wanting to help World Vision. Um, another thing I, I would, and I, I'm involved with Free the Slaves uh, and Kevin Bales, and I know he's done work with World Vision, uh, but this sex slavery and sexual exploitation is terrible throughout the world. And uh, Kevin told me sometimes he's worked with World Vision. Yeah. Um, and so I wonder if you could talk about that. Yeah, I can talk about it a little bit. And, and the reason we, I'm not, I, I, the reason a little bit versus just telling everything is because this is a very um, sensitive area that we work in. And these children are abused in ways that children should never, ever be abused. And so our... Um, aid to them is done very carefully and very quietly. So it's not a project that we bang the drum really loud about because we just need to, these children are already so broken that um, uh, most of our work is done in, uh, in uh, Cambodia and Thailand, Vietnam, uh, where, uh, you know, sex tourism is a, is a uh, phrase that I didn't know before I started working in at World Vision, but there are actually people that plan their vacations to go there for this activity, and it just makes me sick to my stomach to think about it. And so we go into these uh, brothels and bars and free these children, but Joyce, i got to tell you, they're really messed up, these kids, and it's a long, long process to recover their souls, really, and I'm not talking about from a religious perspective. I'm just saying that you are a little girl and you have worth. Uh, you are a little girl and you mean something to me. Uh, you're not just a piece of meat and, uh, and to be traded and, and abused. So it, it's, it's some of the most amazing work we do, but it's also some of the most quiet just because of the sensitivities around it. Um, so I hope that. Sensitivity and also safety. Exactly. You know, safety for the people that are doing this wonderful work. You know what? I never knew that phrase either. 
until I read um, Kevin Bell's book. It's and uh, about Thailand and, and this tourist thing. And, and again, you know, that just reprehensible is, you know, a mild word for what I think about that. But I'm so happy you're doing something about it. I, I am. I'm so, so happy about that because thank God we have people out there, you know, trying to make a difference and trying to, uh, to change the world. You know, and we uh, partner with the State Department. Uh, who is also very, very active in this. And uh, so kudos, you know, our government gets slammed a lot, but kudos to them, too. And, again, it's quiet work. You're not going to hear them talking about this a lot. But they're there, and they're working hard to save these kids because it is just the worst of the worst. I mean, I, I, know, no, I know no punishment for these kind of people. Um, so. I know. It's terrible. Yeah. Well, on a lighter note, <laughs> what could? Yeah, yeah I know. Lighter, I just right? want to say, what couldn't be lighter? But on a lighter note, you know, I saw this video that really got to me, and it was about a woman in Africa that had been thrown out of her home because of the AIDS situation, and said, "How will I ever take care of my children?" And that through World Vision, someone had purchased um, a goat. Mm-hmm. And she told uh, two goats, excuse me. And she told the story. It was unbelievable how these goats multiplied, <laughs> and then how she had, you know, goat milk that she would be able to sell, and and then how she was able to sell a goat, and how the droppings from the goats yep. helped her with this garden, you know, where she could grow food. It was just amazing what happened from this one thing. It, and it, uh, just so you all know, World Vision. Um, also, you can purchase a, you know, a donkey or a goat or chickens. And here's another thing: is you know, with the holiday, in this, in my company, because many other people know how big I am on World Vision, they will sometimes purchase a gift of giving someone a goat or a chicken and or sponsoring a child. Wow, what a great gift over the holiday season. So I just wanted to mention that so that you think about it. Our, our, the goat is our, this sounds really weird and kind of marketing, and so forgive me, but the goat is the biggest seller. People love giving goats. And I always joke that it's a little hard to wrap a goat, but uh, we, don't, <laughs> we don't actually wrap the goat. You pay, and then we, uh, we go and buy. And I've actually been on um, goat delivery service before where a family will receive their World Vision goat or two or three. And you had it exactly right, Joyce. The goats first give milk for, uh, for milk and butter and cheese, and then you put two or three goats together and you're going to get more goats. And so then there's, there's kids that come along and they'll multiply. And then uh, you're right, the droppings become valuable, valuable fertilizer. Uh, you know, something that we would throw away, they use. And mm-hmm. then ultimately, the goat gives itself as meat. And uh, they use every single part of the goat. They use the skin for blankets and shoes and whatever else. And all the, 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 the entire body is used. And so the goat is about the best gift you can give to someone in a third world country. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I live in Seattle, so don't send me one. But uh, <laughs> it's... Uh, uh, although it would help with the lawn, maybe that would be a good thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, but it's a fantastic gift. And I, uh, 
just people don't think through how many uses a, a silly goat can have to, to people. Oh, but it can. It's like well, listen, I, I know we don't have a long time before we finish the show. Of course, that's because I love this world vision so much. But, Steve, look at everything you've already done in your life, and look at all these great things you do. Uh, if you had to think of one thing that was your greatest accomplishment, what would it be? Other than being on with you today, I mean? <laughs> How's that? Other than that. How's that, right? Uh, you know, I spent... Um, about 20 years in broadcasting before this job at World Vision, and I was very lucky and um, met presidents and um, worked on international shows and won a lot of big awards that you know about and blah, blah, blah. It all really doesn't mean much at the end of the day. Um, I think just being able to talk, having the, 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 uh, the choice position I'm in, the, the honor to be able to talk about World Vision to people, um, is probably the greatest accomplishment that I've ever done. I mean, I just feel blessed about this because it really does make a, our world better. And all the junk I did in, in television and radio before that, it was good, you know, and it was, you know, sold a lot of sweaters for Nordstrom and, and, and you know, did things. But at the end of the day, it really didn't mean much. Um, when I go to bed at night, I know that somewhere Hopefully, there's multiple children whose lives are better because of what I did today at work. And that's kind of analogous to what you can do when you're a child sponsor. You know, whatever your job is, whatever your life is about, you know, it's probably full of good things. And, 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 and hopefully, you're contributing to your community and doing everything you can. But for such a small investment, a dollar a day, little over a dollar a day, you can literally change a child's life halfway around the globe that and and what's that going to do what is your who is your sponsored child going to become what impact on this world are they going to have you know you're doing what you can do here today wherever you're hearing this but this child in zimbabwe this child in vietnam this child in india in china who will they become will they become the next president of their com- country you know eventually a world vision sponsored child is going to be a country president. We already have Nobel um, a Prize nominees that were sponsored children. We have teachers. We have doctors. Isn't oh, that is just so awesome to hear. That's wonderful. So you know the life you change today. God knows what's. I mean, God does know, but who knows what's going to happen to that child? And, and you know, one thing, other Joyce said, I wanted to kind of talk about around child sponsorship. It's like that number we were talking about: twenty thousand children die a day. Yeah, okay, that's that's kind of hard to get my head around. But everybody that he, that's hearing my voice right now and saying, please sponsor a child, you're going to make a decision today. You're either going to decide to, to go to your website and sponsor a child, or you're going to decide not to. There's no in-between here. You know, I'm indifferent. Uh, it really does, and I don't mean that in, from a guilty place, but it really does come down to, yes, I'll do this, or no, I'm not going to do that. And... That's an important thing. To, to, a lot of times we don't even think that we're making a decision by not making a decision, but we are. Oh, but you are. And you know what? I know that we're almost out of time. And, Steve, thank you so much for being with us. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Wow, what a show, huh? What a show. I, I still have not recovered from the 20,000 children dying every day from uh, lack of water. You know, I remember hearing Tony Campola saying, I won't say what he said because it, you know, he's a pastor and he used a little swear word and said, what's going to bother you more, that swear word or the fact that I said all these children are dying from hunger every day? His point was, wow, you noticed this, but what about the fact I just told you all these children are dying every day? By the time this show ends today, today, 720 children will have died from hunger, 720 children by the time this show ends. Is that not absolutely horrible, horrifying, terrible? You can make a contribution. You can either go to voiceamerica.com because they have the banner up there, or, or you can go to worldvision.org. If you go to worldvision.org, you can also sponsor a child. But, you know, hey, I don't care if you have epilepsy here or you have epilepsy in Africa. Guess what? It's still epilepsy, except guess what? They don't have access to medication. I do. You know what that means? Ongoing seizures. You know what that means? Potential death from an accident. So, so... When you think about what you have this holiday season, you know, just as Steve said on the show, what is it? A dollar a day to sponsor a child. A dollar a day. Come on, folks. A dollar a day. What more could you do that is worthwhile than that? And again, at the holiday season, you're always thinking of gifts. i got to tell you this one little story. Uh, here in our office a few weeks ago, well, my birthday wasn't a few weeks ago. It was December 7th. So as I mentioned, everyone knows how, how much I love World Vision. So one of my colleagues here said, is my gift, she had purchased two goats and some chickens. And you know what? I was so overwhelmed, I got tears in my eyes. So then I went into the next office where my CFO is and uh, the the uh, finance person that reports to her. And I walk in with tears in my eyes, and they said, oh, no, no, what happened? And I said, Paula bought me a goat and chickens. And they looked at me, what? What? And then I explained they thought I was crying because I got that goat and chickens, which, trust me, where I live, they would not, we wouldn't be able to have goats and chickens. But I was just so overwhelmed that they had thought 
about doing something for for someone else. So again, World Vision has a catalog um, that you can receive, give a go, ducks, life-saving medicines. Um, you can either get a pair of goats for $150. You can send $35 a month to sponsor a child. You can buy two chickens for $25. You can help with um, purchasing seeds for one family for their garden for $17. You can buy the family a fishing kit for $40. As you can see, it's a variety of different uh, things that they need throughout the world where they have had, you know, total devastation. But remember when we talked about sexually exploited girls, because millions of girls, most of them girls, millions of children, most of them girls, are enslaved in the global sex trade today. It's terrible. They're often drugged and beaten if they don't listen. They're doing something about it at World Vision. And for $100, you can make a donation to help stop that. Or you can give $40 to the Maximum Impact Fund to make a a donation. Or clean water, $25, clean water. Um, I mean, you know, there's no limit to the things people need, including education. Um, You can provide soccer balls for a school. I mean, I could go on and on, emergency food for children in Africa, Go to worldvision.org. Go to worldvision.org, and you will see there is no limit to what you can do to make a difference. I hope you've enjoyed this show. Remember, and I say this frequently, no act of kindness, however small, is ever wasted, said Aesop. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Pay it forward. Talk to you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. And always remember, always remember, as Mother Teresa said, you will be judged by I was hungry and you gave me food to eat. I was naked and you clothed me. I was homeless and you took me in. Hungry not only for bread, but hungry for love. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Remember, pay it forward. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader in Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. It's staff and management.